0: This not my kingdom, boy, this not my kingdom, boy I'm aiming at demons, but I do not see these boys They're living for Lincoln's, they money dry up and start shrinking, my team full of lines, to find. Come to your city and spark up a ride Eating these beasts like I'm needing a diet yeah. Shout out to Disky and shout out to Tyus Yeah, we gotta go, we gotta go Taking the message from coast to the coast My trust in the kingdom, my hope in the most
1: What's good, NKV8 Nation, man Thank you guys for tuning in to Not My Kingdom, but his podcast where we bring on guests to share their personal stories with you in hopes that it'll give you hope and keep you pushing through life and just help you understand how Christ really works through everybody's and um, life when we just let him, when we just get out of the way and let him do what he does. Christ will do it, man. Today, we got a real special guest, man, my man, Keith Hackett. I met him at some FCA events, Fellowship of Christian Athlete events throughout the years of undergrad, and he became a true brother, man. I really love this guy. We appreciate you for coming on the show, and why don't you tell them, KBH Nation, a little about yourself,
0: brother? Uh, man, thank you so much for this invitation. I mean, it's just an honor and a blessing to be here where I am today. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it without God, his love and grace. But as Dee said, my name is Keith Second, and I'm a senior uh, football player at Georgetown College, president of the at Georgetown College. Uh, me and connected at FCA Recharge. With, ooh, that event was wild. It
1: was wild, I, man. It
0: was wild. <laughs> and, and I'm saying wild in the most holy way possible. And I had that event honestly kind of changed my life in a way, but I'll get to that later. But I'm 21 years old, I graduate in May. Uh, life's really unfolding. Uh, trying to trust and stay faithful to God through it all. Uh, well, usually people say, no, one door closes, another door opens, and that happened for me recently. I was going to play football this season, but the COVID and everything, uh, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I'm actually pursuing an internship with director of football and development at UK for football this next semester. I'm going to focus okay, on that. Big time? Big yeah. time, man.
1: <laughs> I see you. Big plan.
0: And that's, that's, that's nothing but God and just pursuing Him daily. And that's one thing I can say when one door opens, when one door closes, He opens another. That's a little bit about myself, though, man.
1: Oh, so you just mentioned a little bit about your internship. You mentioned how you graduate in the May. What is your? Before we jump into the big question, what is your career looking like? You're going to do upon graduation?
0: It's a tough one, but it's in the air. But I don't know. I definitely want to do ministry. Uh, God has gave me a heart to serve, and I want to serve His kingdom, any way possible. And honestly, I just like serving people. I like. And people I know I love them. Like talking to people, just building a connection with people, from a spiritual standpoint to a life standpoint, and just really helping people be the, be better than what they are, and let them know that there is no limit. That God has a specific purpose for you, whatever you want to do, and you can fulfill that purpose by trusting God throughout the way.
1: Yes, sir, man. And um, shoot, I know your ministries endeavor that you do is going to be amazing because I know firsthand you have a heart of gold, and I'm so excited to just see five ten years down the heck just one two years down the road what we're doing and it's gonna be truly amazing man now for the question that nmkbh nation loves and always wants to hear about what moment did christ really enter your life and what does and what does that look like
0: oh yeah so i'm a pastor scout pk my dad's a pastor so you know, you know, what people say about PK, we the worst kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's in the air still, but, <laughs> yep. but, but my, my dad was a pastor. I was in the church. I was in the church because I wasn't in the church, if you know what I mean. Like, I would go Sunday, Wednesday. He tried to put me in the choir. I wasn't doing that. And it's just, I was there because I was required to. I really didn't have that stand on faith or stand on why I truly needed to be there. So, life had, its, life had its trials, parents divorced at three, going back and forth. Uh, I'm the youngest of two older siblings, so that weighed on me just, I really didn't figure out myself, my identity until I got older. I was saved at seven. Life was going bad and I said, okay, that's the, that's the answer to all my problems. Give my life to Christ, I'm cleansed, remain new. I ain't gonna have no more problems. I was wrong. Totally wrong. So, man, it's really just the start. It's just the start. So, that happened. And then uh, I had a mission trip my sophomore year of high school. I went to Costa Rica. Uh, well, backtracked my sophomore year of high school was terrible. My mom kept me at the house, just wasn't listening, was doing things I wasn't supposed to do. And it resulted in me to live with my dad. So, that was a trial itself. And the mission trip that I really wanted to go on just like to for something new or fresh. And I've been on punishment for like six months, had no phone which is down, bad, Did, didn't play baseball season, the bad. So the uh, mission trip came, and I was begging my mom to please go, please go. And that's when I really started to pray. It's like, God, like, I really want to do this. Please have your way. So I went. I went with my Tennessee family. I have a best friend from Merrill, Tennessee. Involved with them, FCA Young. So I went with them, and then um, the pastor there, Dr. Russell. I never get this man. He has never met me or anything. Got off the plane met him and everybody, he looked at me and said, he said, I know you're hurting, we gonna talk. I'm like, bro, what? Like, you <laughs> just met me, I don't even know Man. you. So we were there for 10 days and every day, he would see me and said, I know you're hurting, we are gonna talk. So one day I had to really sit down and think about it. <laughs> and when I sat down and thought about it, I broke. All that I've been holding for so long, just literally just I couldn't hold a fight it no more. My emotions, my feelings, my, my my burdens, all that just broke me down. And on the last day, we went to this beautiful blue lagoon. Uh, he, they were—he re- was baptizing people. So I had a thought of rededicating my life. I'm like, nah, I just ain't time. I ain't ready yet. I was one of the last people to go, and he said, "You finally want to quit hurting?" I said, "Yes, sir, I do." And I started crying. And he said, "He's been trying to call you home for a while, and now it's time for you to go." And they told us not to open our eyes when we go in the water because of the toxic stuff. But I couldn't help but to open my eyes, and I said, "It's a film feel- night." can't describe it today. I literally seen the gates of heaven and i knew at that point now that god was real and he needed my soul and from that point on it's like okay this is something serious i can't live without god and i need him and that's when that really showed in my life and i mean i still struggled along as i got older but i was the first real awakening that god said okay son like you are my chosen son I, I have purpose for you i have will for you but you have to trust me. You have to give your life to me. And I just say, okay, God, I surrender.
1: Man, the way that whole thing happened is just beautiful, especially how the dude that barely even knew you it just comes up to him like, I know you're hurting. Uh, we're going to talk, and you're going to let it down. And, he's, and you're just like, man, you don't know me. And it yeah. just really shows how Christ loves his children. So even whenever we're not willing to accept the hurt ourselves, even when we're not willing to be like, God, I can't handle it no more. I'm hurting. When we won't, don't even want to admit it ourselves, he's going to send somebody to us that's going to force us to turn back to him and really just let it go and all fall in his hands. He truly loves and cares for every single one of one of us. And he, and he never stops showing it. Every single act he does shows how much he truly loves us, man.
0: And we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We fall short. But we have a love so wide and so reckless from the east to the west and nothing nothing can separate us from the love of God nor death, nor life, nor this or that. And that stands strong. And it's something that I believe in my heart. So I I I will put my life down on the line for it because it's a love that's kept me and you and many others I love. And Without it, there's no telling the world where we would be
1: Yep. the moment the moment you truly experience his love, just like you said, you're willing to die for it because you understand there's nothing else in this world, like nothing that this world has to offer is worth losing we can't we can't lose Christ is always going to love us, but not being that nothing in this world is greater than the love that Christ has for us man.
0: I got, got me thinking of nobody greater than you. Yes. Uh,
1: See, so you should have been in the choir. Your dad knew what he was Come saying. That
0: ain't me right now.
1: <laughs> so after that decision, kind of what what does your life look like? Because you said you're the president of FCA. So I know, because I know in my own life, even after my big moment. There's still struggles along the way, and I still didn't hop into it as fast as I wanted to. I, like, I'd like i like to say the moment I was on my knees crying, I've been set on this path ever since. But for me, that wasn't the case. I fought with it. I wasn't 100% ready to get rid of everything in my that the world had to offer. I knew God's love, but I still was like, but this stuff is still pretty good. And it took a maturation process to finally get to the point of being now I'm all in. So what has what did that piece of your life look like from that point into where you're at
0: now? Oof. So let's start off with college. So high school did that, yeah, got away. So i would go to Georgetown College, and others to ended up there because of God, because I was not even on my college list. So I did some uh, state application where I went to send my application to every school in the state. I was gonna go to Campbellville for baseball, so that didn't work out. And then one day. I came home. I remember, like, my mom stopped praying that God sent you to school. Praying, Mom. She always praying. Love it. To death. Shout out, Mama, too. She listened to this. But she just been praying like God's going to see you somewhere. I said, all right, I really want to pay attention to it. I want I want to go where I want to go. Yeah. So we got home, and she said, you got a federal letter from Georgetown. I said, what? Like, Washington? She said, no, Kentucky. I said, Georgetown, Kentucky, what? So I did that. And then the next day, I got an email from the baseball coach. So I said, "Okay, God, I see what you're trying to do here." So that happened, and then I went to college on my own for the first time in 18 years. Got a big refund check. Girls, it was it all it all panned out. So my first two years of college, I struggled. Uh, I walked away from my faith. Not even not even I wouldn't say I wasn't even scared, but I just wanted to live my life.
1: Hmm.
0: I took my eyes off Jesus, took God off the pedestal, and put myself first. Became very selfish, and everything from drinking all weekend, but then waking up to going to church Sunday morning bright and early and telling everybody you missed church. But they're like, when you didn't drink with us last night?" Yeah, but I went to church. That's all that matters. I, I'm I'm clean, so I went, walked in the building. I had it all wrong, bro. So that happened, and then when I uh, started going to FCA at my school. Uh, guys like Cody Elbert, uh, Tino, uh, Matthew Longstreet, uh, those guys leading it, and it, it was one, it was one, uh, one specific message I listened to, and deny yourself. Man, I listened to that message. I went back to my dorm and cried because all the pain and anguish I've held in for so long, I was covering it up with the girls, the partying, the drinking. And I knew it was going to come to surface one day, but I wouldn't let my pride go for it to come to surface. Mm-hmm. So I was, feeling, I was feeling the fire with doing this and that. And then asking the prayer God to help me, but I didn't want to be helped myself. And I was, what they say, lukewarm. And if I would have died back then, God would have spit me out. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says in the Bible, spit me out, you lukewarm. Because uh, I wouldn't deny myself. I wouldn't deny myself for taking my cross. After I heard that message, I was like, man, so then I started start on the FCA. Started to realize, okay, like, I knew I liked this guy thing when I was starting to love this guy thing. So I was talking to uh, Tina one day. We were just getting close. And he said, bro, you have gifts that, that people need to know about. And people have always said that to me. I'm just all putting it back like, nah, I'm going to do what I want to do. But when me sat down and look at myself in the mirror, I said, okay, Keith. Do you want to live the life you want to live or do you want to live the life God called you to live? So I had to start, I had to get out of my comfort zone. Everybody says when you want to grow, it gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I like being comfortable in everything, clothes, shoes. I'll get the same sweatpants and shirt in eight different colors because it's comfortable to me. Yes, I, like living, I like living comfortably. But when we live, when we when we have when we when we walk this faith off, when we commit our lives to Christ, we, we don't live comfortable. Jesus went comfortable on that cross, carrying that cross on his back. Jesus went comfortable eating with the sinners. And God called us to be like his son, Jesus. So that really spoke to me in my heart. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready to grow. Friends started dropping. I realized I was more by myself than anything, but I knew I wasn't really alone. I had the Holy Spirit with me. The presence of God was upon me. So with that, I started bracing that getting his presence. more. then I said, okay, God, I'm ready to step out and step up. So I started believing my faith, believe that. God's will not my will be done. And it brought me to be an FCA leader and then growing from that, just being more of my faith, getting my comfort, so getting out my comfort zone just discipline, okay, God, your will be done, not mine, your will be done, not mine. Saying that over and over. And then from there, it led it led me led me to a point. It led me to a point where I am now the president of the FCA and it's it nothing but God while I'm here.
1: Man, that's a that's a beautiful I'm, I'm thank you for sharing us. That that's beautiful. I love having the guests tell that part of it. Because earlier, when you had said you thought when you gave when you uh, gave all your troubles to Christ, when you first um, when you were seven, I believe you said you was going through, and you are like this is the answer. And I said, and I said that um, that's just the beginning of your problems. The reason I said that is it's not because giving your life to Christ is the best decision you make. It's because it makes the devil mad. So the moment you really make that decision, the devil is going to do everything in his power to discourage you and to put you in positions to make you choose the world. He's going to entice you with everything that your heart has desired up to that point. So then you're really sitting there fighting. Well, I know God's love is good, but man, look at all this other stuff I can have access to. That's why I said making that decision is just the start because God's love is great but the devil is going to try and deceive you and keep you from living a life like that. So I really appreciate you being willing to tell the story of it wasn't a 180 from day one. It's not a, I love Jesus, thank you for doing what you've done. And then now I'm perfect and I'm not, and I'm not struggling. It's, it's a constant battle every day that we, that we have to choose. We have to choose Christ every single day because the devil's not gonna quit trying to win us and Christ ain't gonna quit. So it's up to us to decide which way we're gonna pick that day. And we
0: gotta pick Christ, man. Well, so something so one person told me and always told for me, you have to be one important person. If the God wants you, the devil wants you to. You have purpose, you have will. And it's just a point where, excuse me, it comes to where our lives matter, each and every individual on this planet, because God created us with a great purpose says Genesis when god, when God creates things it is good god created you you are born in the world you are good the world might see your evil your flesh might be evil but I gave you a spirit inside of you that holds my son Jesus Christ who is good and he he lives in you he lives within your holy spirit I'm not you are in my hand you are my child psalm 139 fearfully and wonderfully made Joshua why not be great uh be courageous all that like we are the epiphany of the truth that comes from the word of God. And once we accept that and deny our flesh and accept our spirit, it opens it gives us vision, it gives us clarity, it gives us understanding of the promises and love that God has for us. And that's one thing that I've been working on is clarity, uh, fasting, just getting in the presence of the God, in the presence of God. Cause in this world, right now we need it. We need it. The year, the year 2020, when this happened, it, it, it broke me down to my need, But by the love and will of God, I stand here today to be able to talk to you and do this. And it's just something that people say 2020 was the worst year and all that. But no, that's the year that God showed. He showed it and showed out. Because we can say we had our burdens, we had COVID, we had this and that. But we are alive here today on January 1st. January 4th, 2021. And without that, without without God, there's it no way impossible that we would be standing here or anybody listening to this. You're
1: exactly right, my brother. That was, that was powerful. And I got one more question for you before we wrap up this show. And it would be, if you could tell the younger version of yourself one thing, what would you like to look back and tell yourself?
0: Man, uh, your pain has purpose. Man, I like it. Pain has purpose. And when people face pain, or have pain, have broken their face, suffering, they tend to dwell in it and, like, okay, like God is doing this to me. Well, like, why did I deserve this? But one thing I learned pain has two different perspectives. You have the flesh perspective where I dwell in it, why me? Or you have the spiritual perspective where, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? God does this thing where he sends you through the test before he gives you the lesson. So, yeah. so 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 say, okay, you praying for the patience. He's gonna give you that person who's gonna get on your nerves. He's gonna produce that patience through that th- through that pain. You praying you, you, you praying to love more, to love more like Jesus. He's gonna give you somebody that's hard to love. But Jesus loves you, even though you fall short. Even even, even though you dwell in your pain, you dwell in that lust, you dwell in that sin. He loves you. He gave you joy in the morning. You might have been crying that night, but he woke you up, gave you joy in that morning. And I thank God for everything I went through from childhood trauma to relationship to broken hearts because it's produced the man I am today. I'm not saying I'm the best. I mean, I learn something every day. I get better each day I live. Each day God, grace me, if I get better, as a man, as a Christian, a man of God, and without yesterday, I wouldn't be here today. So the pain you're going through has purpose. Your your brokenness isn't a burden; it's going to birth you to God's new creation. Your your, your suffering is going to lead you to sanctification. Your anguish, attitude is going to lead you to anointing that God has for you. Yes, sir. So you so so you have to be be still, no Lord is Lord. Says that in, in one of the Psalms, be still in the Lord of the Lord. And it says comes down to love. I got asked ask the question when if you had this one message to teach and preach about for the rest of your life, what would it be I say love? Because love is the love is everything. Love is what created me and you. Love is what love is why Jesus gave his life on the cross. Love is why we keep living. And what 2020 has taught me without the fam, without God's love and the love I have around me, I went have made it another day when I was by myself, fight, fighting this, fighting that. Love kept me alive. Love has kept me. And to, to, to the young people, listening, or to even the older people listening out there, what people don't realize is that you are loved. You might be in that valley. You might be going through that storm. But God loves you so much. And cares for you so much. He, he 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 that's that's one he loves you, but he cares for you so much. He wants you to be the best person you can be. You might you, you might be in that valley. What people don't know, grass grow down below. And when you get up high, you're gonna go low again, but that's just because God, God's trying to shape you, as we are the clay and he is the potter. And your transformation through Christ doesn't stop there. It's gonna be another bird, another valley, but in that. It's gonna be another blessing, another sanctification, another anointing to trust God and know that He is for you and always with you.
1: Yes, sir, brother. Man, that's that was powerful. That your pain has <laughs> purpose, bro. That that one sticking, man. I love it. Your pain has purpose, man. Yes, sir. Keith, NMKBX Nation, truly appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. Uh,
0: we are all, it.
1: we all going to grow and we all have learned so much from what you just
0: shared with us. It, man. It's just a blessing to be here. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing to this. Uh, I pray that God continues to work through you not my kingdom, but here that's just value to self. Just going back to deny yourself. You, you, you're denying yourself. Your brand is denying itself. That Lord the, Lord, the Lord, God is King the Alpha and Omega, bro. And you, you've honestly inspired me in a way and I'll keep going, bro. Definitely praying for you. Hopefully get the link soon thank you so much for having me on the show, man, for real. It means a lot.
1: Yes, sir, brother. you know, love you bro. love you too, bro. n m k b h Nation it's time for challenge. You know, we challenge you at the end of every video to react and respond because this year we really want to do life with you guys. We don't want it to just be us talking to you, but we really want to build a connection with n m k b h Nation. So from his talk that your per- your pain has purpose. I'm encouraging y'all to comment, to share, and to talk to us about what pain did you find purpose in, and what purpose came out of pain. Either one, just just comment it, and we, we just really love to see what what purpose came out of your pain in your life. Nmkh Nation, love you guys. And we'll see yeah. I- yeah. I- Out, I- out, beast.